the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show, our show is about saving money, building up wealth, and retiring successfully. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And you start out by putting away as much money as you can and then conservatively investing that money. And so that, that, this is a lesson that people have learned. We've talked about this for the last since 2006 when we started the show. It's it it, it 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 we've run quite a long time. It's one of Houston's more successful financial radio shows, and we did that by trying to help you out understanding what's happening. Here we are with the COVID virus. Uh, we were talking about we've been talking about the need to manage, conservatively manage an account, and this is going to fundamentally change the way uh, investing is done going forward. I believe. What we're really looking at is, is, is a change in philosophy. Before, over the last decade, it, it's been indexing. As you just put money away in the indexes, and they've gone up, and the Federal Reserve has pumped in money, done quantitative easings every couple of years. The minute things slowed down, and things magically went up forever. One of the longest, uh, the, the, either the longest or second longest, depending on how you, do, you look at it, but really the longest uh, – expansion in U.S. history. And, and, and during that time, we had corporations that, that did a couple things. They took on uh, additional amounts of debt where they, they were able to increase their, uh, their, their uh, return on equity. They bought back stock. They, they, they cut costs. They, they moved factories overseas uh, and, 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 and took on enormous amounts of debt to buy that buyback stock as well. And so you, so, so basically they turbocharge earnings. Longtime listeners of the Max Out Savings you know, show know that we, we talk about, we've had some of the highest margin, record margins, corporate margins uh, for, for S&P 500 companies. Well, the reason why is because they were buying back stock. They, they, they were reducing their share count. They were boosting margins. They were uh, offshoring jobs. Okay, everything is changing now. We've had a fundamental shift. In the Federal Reserve, every couple of years would come in with big quantitative easing. That hasn't changed. The, the Fed is flooding the system with money. Uh, probably $3 trillion is what they spend. And then that doesn't include, I'm suspecting the swaps. We haven't seen real concrete numbers. I'm suspecting the swaps are well over, either be dollar swaps or uh, the currency swaps, most likely. Uh, in some cases, they've, they've, they've done repos with uh, repurchased uh, Treasury security swaps for dollars. Uh, I'm suspecting it's over $4 trillion. That's still going on, but all these trends are suddenly going in reverse. Everything that magically pushed everything up uh, is going in reverse. Now, there was some downside to it, to, to what, what they did. I mean, the positive was we had great earnings. We, we had a stock market higher. Everybody was wealthy, but the negatives were – People were losing their jobs in the United States. Workers were losing their jobs. Wages weren't going up, uh, and we had a we had a uh, a, a maldistribution of wealth, in a wealth in tremendous wealth inequality, as well. It, in addition, 
we we moved uh, we our corporations took on massive amounts of debt to buy back stocks, so they're tremendously overlevered. Uh, as we've talked about in the show and written in the Max Out Savings Report, corporate America has taken the debt levels at record levels, and uh, and then in addition, our supply chain was all moved overseas because we could save some money. And and, and we talked about in the show for years about the dangers of moving the supply chain to China. We didn't put it that way, but we said we were losing jobs. We we even we even ran uh, reports where we showed the, the pollution in China. It, it was some ridiculous number of, of – it's like 25, 30 percent of the farmland in China has been polluted by, by pollution from just massive amounts of, of, of toxic waste dumped in the air and the water over there. I think – I want to say the number – I want to say 15 percent, give or take, is severely polluted of all the farmland in China so it's almost unfarmable and dangerous. We, we put this in the Max Out Savings Report. We talked that years ago. We talked about. Uh, we've seen research that said 50. China has a 15 percent cost advantage on manufacturing to us because they don't have to follow any pollution rules. They can destroy the environment, and nobody cares if the United States does it. We're ruining the planet. If China does, it's good for the world somehow. We we talked about that. Uh, so so here we are. Our supply chain is disrupted. And uh, we all of a sudden a pandemic comes along. The president gets a report. What's happening here? It's, it's looking bad for the pandemic. How are we set? Give me a report on this. They come back a few days later and go, Mr. President, we have no personal protective equipment, PPE. Uh, we don't have enough masks. We don't have enough gowns. We'll go get some. Well, they're all made in China. They've taken them up. Don't we make here? No, sir. Our corporations have, have, have outsourced most of that to China. Uh, sir, in addition, it's worse because we're getting 95% of our antibiotics from China and, and about 70% of, of the raw materials for all drugs made in the United States are coming from China. Well, why is that? Well, sir, what happened was is, is the drug companies here uh, figured out that they could save a little bit of money by, by instead of producing the, the chemicals here. Because remember, some of these chemicals for drugs are, have, are very toxic and have tremendous amount of pollutants, so they can just dump them over. So they save a little money. So here we are. All of a sudden, uh, we can't get things done. We had factories in the United States closing down because they couldn't get the parts, key parts from China. Our, our supply chain is completely disrupted. The Chinese have taken advantage of us. Uh, and, and so now the world has absolutely changed. It, 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 and so... What are we looking at? The United States has gone through a tremendous shock uh, on a couple things. The, the coronavirus has been a massive shock to the American people. The disruption of the supply chain has been a huge shock to corporate America. And the third shock is the, the amount of leverage in corporate America when the economy shut down. All of a sudden, numerous companies were in financial trouble because they'd taken on too much debt. And so these all of these things have to change to protect the United States over the long term. All of these things mean the trends over the last 10 years have now changed, and it's a new world. And that new world, indexing, is, is coming to an end. The, the days of the markets magically going up every year for a decade is coming to an end. It's going to be stock picking. It's going to be being able to maneuver around and picking the winners and understand. It, right now, we have, the, for, for instance, the oil and gas sectors at a record low uh, the percentage of the S&P 500, the tech sector, is at a record high. They had really good earnings coming out, uh, uh, great earnings from Amazon. and they, They're a little underneath, but massive revenue gains. Things are going fantastic for Microsoft. Uh, Facebook, really good. Google, well, yeah, everybody is stuck at home. They, all they can do is stare at their computer, and, and then every all a lot of the uh, – the companies that moved their employees all home, and if they didn't have a computer, they rushed out and bought a computer. They had to buy all types of software for it. So, of course, it's going to go change. But that's going to change. And so so going forward, where do we go from here? And we're going to try to discuss some of that on the Max Out Savings Report today. But a couple things happen. Our supply chains have to change. Uh, this is We need to find out. Uh, what is the Federal Reserve going to do? Are they going to continue to flood the money? What are the ramifications of that flood the world with money? And then the third thing, are people going to go out and start spending money? And, and these are some of all the questions. Now, against the backdrop, we've had a very strong market. The last month of April was the best 
the best month since 1937, which is pretty good. But but the market, uh, if I remember right, right after that went straight down into the 37, uh, and 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 had a had a pretty big retrenchment. Uh, so, but th- that's off the depression in 1929. There was a rally in 37, and it came down. Uh, look, I think I think if you look at the world today, we, we've been saying this for a number of years. I think this is really more like the 1930s. I think it's been papered over to some extent by the Federal Reserve, but but what's happening is is we're running massive deficits. Uh, the Congressional uh, Budget Office is projecting 3.7 trillion dollar budget deficit. It, 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 the last time we saw 20% of GDP, that last time we saw that was World War II. So, again, these are very similar type of time frames. And, and, and so what we want to understand is, is things are fundamentally changing. We, we've gone from the be- beginning of the year, <clears throat> we talked about things were going well. Donald Trump was on the road to, the, to winning the presidency. Uh, corporate earnings at record highs. Uh, earnings were, were going to be uh, were, were going to be good, looking good as far as the eye could see. Three point six unemployment. We had some of the lowest unemployment we've ever seen in history. People were employed. Companies couldn't find workers. It was it was fantastic. Here we are, four months later, four or five months later. We, we've got thirty million people unemployed. We've got a three point seven trillion dollar budget deficit. We're only going to have about a trillion or less than a trillion. Our deficits are skyrocketing. Uh, we have uh, we have people at home not working. Uh, unemployment is going up, and many businesses are shut down. So it's it's a completely different world now. So you know where do we go from here? And and that's what I want to discuss here in, in the in the next segment. But but a couple thoughts uh, is is that we're dealing with a different, fundamentally different world. And so you have to have higher levels of cash. I, I noticed uh, Warren Buffett reported earnings today at Berkshire Hathaway. They marked the mark losses of uh, $54 billion. But he's got a, his cash levels are $137 billion. He's been expecting something like this. He didn't know what it was, but he's been expecting something like this to happen. And, and that's why he's had higher levels of cash. And, and, and this is the importance of cash. The people that have cash, the people that had money on the sidelines could buy things when we're very low, could sleep at night and have money to deploy and, and do things. They have financial flexibility. Near the bottom, we were picking up some things and we're yielding 8 9%. Uh, and now the market's gone up, of course, but you've got to have the cash to do it. The standard indexing of the past 10 years of being fully invested with a 3% cash cushion is no longer going to work going forward. If even, even We use a 60-40 split, but you're going to have to be even more innovative there because with, with, with the uh, record low interest rates, with negative interest rates in some part of the, of, of the, of the curve we had recently, you're not going to get the type of returns. Mathematically, it becomes impossible. So it's going to be a different world, and you're going to have to navigate through this, and you're going to have to be take advantage of opportunities and there's opportunities out there all the time companies either have to recapitalize they have to uh sell stock or do something and that creates opportunities and that i think is really what you want to do is to take advantage of the opportunities now where do we go from here we had the best rally since april uh it best April since 1937 where do we go tell you what, we're going to talk about that after the break a couple quick things if you haven't, if you're not on the Max Out Saving Report, we're going to write a report this week, get you out another report. We've been talking about this coronavirus. We were talking about this in January. Nobody even knew what it was. We were warning you. We said, look, hey, it's maybe this is nothing, but we don't think the, the, the Chinese shut down 80% of their manufacturing in China because the coronavirus is the flu. That was controver- very controversial at the time. We write about this. We wrote about it in the Max Out Saving Report. We tell you a lot of this stuff. Uh, we tell you about some of the changes happening in, in, in to your IRA because of this, the rules and everything. It's all in the Max Out Savings Report. It's all free. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the program. By the way, I write this report personally. Sometimes lately it's been hard with the with going back and forth. Sometimes the grammar's not the best, but it's not a canned report. This stuff is, is what we're thinking on time. And we have we've had people. So I've seen. Uh, uh, top Wall Street strategists sign up for our report. So if you want a copy, it's free. Put you on the list. Uh, MaxOutSavings.com. We'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. 
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. You got any questions or comments, uh, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. We're live on Saturday. Sunday, we have a, a replay. But, uh, and you know, by the way, you can also listen live by going to 1070 uh, KNTH website uh, and hit the Listen Live button. And we have podcasts uh, that we play that I think they're on there by Monday uh, at the radio station website as well. So a lot, a lot of ways to participate. Um, and, uh, okay, so uh, you can also uh, call us at 713-339-1070. The, we just talked a little bit about, about where we're going, how we think it's fundamentally changing, uh, with, with problems with a couple problems with, do we have a question? or Hello. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. You had a question for us? Okay, I just want to ask you about the stimulus. Is all the people that are on Social Security going to get it? Do you know? Let me check on that. I, I think you're going to get the $1,200 stimulus program, mm-hmm. the check. Uh, let me check on that, and I'll get you an answer back uh, in the next segment. All right. Thank you. That's a good good. And one of the one of the things is most of the money has gone in if you get it direct deposited into your Social Security into a bank. If you're getting the checks, I think there is somewhat of a delay, but we'll get you an answer on that. That's a good question. And the stimulus is is, is really I think that's something that stabilized things. In, in in the question is how long is it going to hold up? But looking looking at this, where do we go from here? We've got to deal with the coronavirus. We've got to deal with corporate America's debt issues, and we have to deal with the supply chain issues. Uh, and, and, and these these are, are three big things out there. As far as the uh, the, the big question is, is what, what's going to happen from here? If you look at this market, we've had the best markets of since uh, April of uh, best April of movement, and actually the best since I want to say '87, best month, and the best 
April since 1937. Wall Street's pretty optimistic. We've got 30 million people on unemployment in this country. Uh, the Congressional Budget Office is projecting uh, 15% unemployment over the summer, 15%. Uh, and, and so uh, what is it? I mean, is the economy doing well according to the stock market? Uh, and this is a dangerous thing. I, I, I tell you, uh, I, I think the market's ahead of itself. And why this is dangerous is, and, and, and you saw the Fed this week back off a little bit. They even made the point they haven't actually bought corporate bonds. They just talked about it. I think they're trying to hold some of their firepower back, and they're cutting back some of their money. They're injecting, pulling it back a little bit. It's a very dangerous thing in any country. Well, when the economy goes down and people lose their jobs, it's never a good thing. But it's a very dangerous thing. When the economy goes down, millions of people lose their jobs, 15 20% of the people lose their jobs in the country. The populace is frightened, and it looks like the wealthy at the top are doing really well. And, hey, nothing here. Jeff Bezos made another $20 billion. When that happens, that's when you get the situations like Marie Antoinette, the French Revolution. You get the Russian Revolution. That's when you get – that's when people get really upset. When things are bad and everybody suffers, it's one thing. But when, when everybody's suffering and there's a few people to top, and so I think the Fed, I think, was a little bit spooked by, the, by, these, by these asset price, the, the, the tremendous surge up in the market, because you've got to have, you want to make sure that everybody is on the same page. This is a very difficult situation as a country, and we've got to move forward together. And, I, and so I, I, think, I think the market's ahead of itself. Eddie, do we have a question? I'll take that as a no. No? Okay. The, um, so uh, looking out, um, the, the market, I, th- it, we, I think the market is ahead of itself. So if, if you look at it, the question is, again, three things. How do we handle the coronavirus? How do we handle the, the, the debt issues at some corporations? And how do we handle the supply chains? All of those are going to be somewhat negative for corporate America. The first one is, are people going to come back to work, and how much is it going to cost? And companies are going to have to socially distance. They're trying to get their workers back to work. They're having, I, I think, I've talked to a lot of people on this. I think people are reticent to go out if they think they're going to get the COVID virus. I think you've got a certain percentage of the people who will go out with the bubonic plague and they'll begin going outside. Of course, they not, might not make it long. But, but and then there's another a, a group of people that when flu season comes around, they're afraid to go out. It's, it's two ends of the spectrum. And I think those spectrums are, 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 are much are, – the people are, that are afraid to go out now are much, much wider. And it's going to take time to get these people back. It's going to take time to get them back. We're starting to open up restaurants with social distancing – uh, the 25% capacity. Look, no restaurant can make money at 25% capacity. I was talking to someone yesterday. Uh, the uh, famous restaurant here in town was, book, was booked up yesterday at 25%. But even then, I don't think they can make money. So, But they can kind of experiment. And then maybe next next two weeks, they'll go to 50% and then 75 Once they learn how to deal with the, the social distancing, once they learn how to deal with the the uh, making sure that that the customers are protected, the uh, the uh, disinfect the uh, areas are disinfected, and how to deal with it. Same thing with with, uh, with with corporate America. I mean, you start out with a smaller skeleton staff. Anyone that wants it can come back. Can come back. You give people a couple weeks to kind of come back. You don't want everyone back the first day. You're, it's going to create chaos. So you let people come back slowly. But this is all going to take time. And so this recovery is going to be much slower than I, than I, I, I anticipated a little quicker recovery, but I think, I think it's going to be a little slower. I do think it's one thing. It's, I think even people that think everything should be open to people that everything should be closed, both, but I think people should be wearing masks at a minimum. I just think it, for at least now, it protects everybody. I think it gives people a little extra, extra, uh, edge on, on, on protection. And really what you're trying to do is, we talked about the R-naught 
months ago on this show. It, when they said the R naught was maybe one point, it was similar to the flu. And we said, no, it wasn't. This is much worse. We thought 3.4, 3.5. I think I said 2.8 to 3.5. It's probably 2.8, which simply means if, if, every, if, if a person gets the coronavirus, they infect, if it's three, the R naught three, they infect three other people. So if, if, let's just assume the R naught, it's probably closer to 2.8, but let's assume it's three just for mathematics. Well, if if I put a mask on and the R naught is three and walk around, I might I might only affect two people, infect two people, and so if everybody puts masks on, you've dropped it down to two, and then if you put some social distancing in place, you might knock that thing down to one and a half. Once you get the R naught to point for under one, that means over time the the virus starts going away. And so, so that's why it's important for everybody to social distance and use the mask. But, but back, back to where we are, which is, is where do we go from here? So, so companies, I think it's going to be a slower process getting back to work than I anticipated. Uh, I, I think that's going to take some time. I, I think companies are having to refinance their debt. We saw Boeing, Boeing, United Airlines. A lot of these companies are going to be issuing bigger amounts of debt to stabilize their balance sheet. Too many of them don't have enough cash, uh, and they've all pulled. They all pulled down their lines of credit, or a lot of them did to have extra cash. But they've got to stabilize the balance sheet. As we, you know, we, we talked about on this show, the strange thing that happened over the last decade, where companies would report that you know when cash, our cash levels, and they would go, "We've got five hundred billion dollars worth of liquidity." And you go, oh, this is great. So then you look through the balance sheet, and they go, well, I only see $100 billion in cash. What, what happened to the 500? He goes, well, we have a line of credit we can pull from. Well, that's not really cash. And I think people have deluded themselves that cash is, is a line of credit is not cash. And so corporate America has to go re-fundamentally reshape their balance sheet to make it more conservative. And, and, and so we're, we're seeing that now. That, I think, is going to create opportunities for investors. And now we're starting to look to see who's bringing bonds to the market because we think we might be able to get some pretty good deals for companies that have problems and, 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 and need some cash. Uh, so, so we're looking at that. And, and, and then the other thing is the supply chain issue. There was a story, uh, California, they had to buy, they needed, a billion, they, need, they needed 200 million masks. So they gave a uh, a contract to a Chinese electric car company that said, "Hey, we'll get you the mask for a billion dollars, five dollars a mask." Well, that's ridiculous. But why didn't why couldn't they go? They've got a factory. Why it, couldn't they go? Okay, tell you what, this is a big contract. It's worth a lot of money to you. You'll make a lot of money. Tell you what, you move your plant over to California, make the mask here. You'll make a whole bunch of money. We'll give you a contract for a billion dollars. Why couldn't this is the problem? We've got to have for critical for critical things in this country, and right, but pre coronavirus, the a critical issue was defense defense contracts. Those things, the parts had to be made in the United States because if we go to war, we could be cut off from spare parts in in our our, our, our military grind to a halt. Well. That idea of critical parts and critical supply chain is going to have to be expanded to medical uh, supplies, to drugs. I don't think anybody thought of personal protective gear in that in that scenario. I mean, we 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 had storage areas with with hundreds of millions of masks underground, and even that wasn't enough. But but nobody thought that. So what we're going to have to do is expand that uh, critical parts for critical pieces of equipment in the United States. What if what if we're cut off by China? China up until recently, most of the Apple products were all made in China. We could lose lose cell phones and computers and everything. So we're gonna have to fundamentally sit down and understand what's critical parts. Now that couple of things, it's gonna be more inflationary because things are gonna be more expensive. But but by moving the products here, we're gonna we're gonna increase jobs and stabilize our economy. Uh, I've seen some uh, research if you look at it, it's about two percent, one point seven five to two percent of our GDP 
was lost every year because we were importing things from China. And, and so if we have a $400 billion GDP deficit with China, that means basically we were losing the GDP to China. So if we move that back, we stabilize it. So again, but that's going to be expensive for corporations. Uh, social distancing is going to be expensive for corporations. Personal protective gear, other special things to, to protect their employees is going to be expensive for corporations. Restructure their balance sheet is going to get more expensive for corporations because the debt expenses have gone up on them. And so all of this is going to be a drag in earnings. So the question is, should the stock market be where it is? And the answer is likely no. I mean, the market is probably is really ahead of itself, and I think it's going to have to pull back because some of these companies are going to have bad, are going to have very poor profits into 2021. And the market's pricing like this is going to be a V-shaped recovery. We don't think it's going to happen. I think you still have got to be very cautious in this type of environment. Tell you what, if anyone has any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. That's 713-339-1070. So in this environment, what you want to do is you want to be picking up things that are either giving good income are going to profit from these changes in trends. Things like that, they're going to happen. Things like supply chain changes. So you're going to see more robotics. China does not understand. Refer about it. We've been losing manufacturing because. Oh, we have a question. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Good morning, Ted. This is Ron. Uh, I was just wondering what affect the tax revenue for a 1% unemployment rate in the nation would be. Now, we've got something like 20% out of of work right now. That has got to have a tremendous effect on the uh, revenue that comes into the nation each year, not only the nation, but taxes to the states as well. Sales tax are down because people are not working, not spending. So everyone's in stress right now. I was just wondering if you might have an idea of what just 1% difference in unemployment would make on revenues. And I'll you stop know, and listen. Okay, that's a good question. You know, I don't have that answer, but the, the, the budget is going from about $1 trillion to about $3.7 trillion, according to the uh, – to the uh, Congressional Budget Office, that gives you a pretty good number of what we're dealing with because not only are we spending more money at about $3 trillion, but we're also uh, going to lose, the, as you point out, income tax. We're losing sales tax. And, and, and I tell you, the people I think are really going to be hurt is going to be state and local municipalities. Uh, they get Their biggest sources of revenue are sales tax. If people aren't going out and spending money, it's disastrous for them. And the other thing is if it, the property taxes for uh, for uh, uh, is is another big thing. And so the property taxes, people still have to pay them, but you're going to see that drop off. Most states and cities in this palace have been very efficient, shall we say, at, mar- at trying to keep up with increasing real estate costs uh, or r- real estate prices. Uh, on your appra- on their appraisals, which so if their appraisal, you know, if, if the real estate goes up five percent a year, their appraisals are going up five percent a year, in 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 their tax base is going up five percent a year, and their taxes are going up five percent a year. That's now going in reverse. So I th- I think a lot of cities and states are in trouble. And the third thing on this is is the cities and states have pensions which they're having to deal with, and, and the d- huge drop in the stock market is going to sit there and, and force them to put more, cause underfunding of their pensions, which is going to put further pressure on cities and states. Uh, I think you're going to see most uh, cities, states, and counties, I think, are, look, are going to be are looking to, uh, to cut expenses in here. They're, they've got to do their budgets for next year coming up. I think I think they do their budgeting in the fall, and uh, and they're going to have to make cuts. And so, again, this, this is telling us we're going to have a slower recovery than the market's expecting. Good question. Hello. Hello. We have another question. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Hello? You had a question for us. Oh, hi, Ted. Enjoy the show. You've referenced several times over the past few weeks, um, selectively doing homework, 
buying bonds that yield 7 to 9%. I buy a whole lot of individual bonds doing my own research. And I can't understand anything that has a 7 to 9% yield that I look at. I wouldn't buy. I'd be scared to death of it. So I know that there's a, a different level of what you do than what I do, but I was kind of curious how if you could expand upon, you know, where you're finding these and so on and so forth. Not specifically so much, but just from a from a you know a practical standpoint. Okay, yeah, that's a good. I'm glad you brought that up. I think now you're probably looking five to seven percent because the market has come back some. What we were able to do uh, a couple weeks back was we would come in and say we'll buy, you know, a million dollars worth or eight hundred thousand or you know one and a half million of a bond. It, it will. We would pressure our traders to sit there and find them it, because the spreads were. We, we're buying stuff. The spreads were sixty five to. 65 to 78 and and we would try to come in at, at, at you know 72 73 it and, and, and it would take all day long to try to find some bonds it, it, and so we we had the ability due to our size to try to to to, to step up and, and, and bid for bonds uh but the market has come back some now and, and so i i think you've got to look at lower ones i look the key to this is you, you want to get some of those things are, are either triple B, they're investment grade at that level, or they're just under investment grade. And so what you want to do is find the, the company that, hey, that, that basically it's under pressure, but it's not going to go under. So it's got – Michael Milken did a, his, his groundbreaking research on junk bonds was that smaller companies oftentimes – they don't get the same type of, of treatment, the bigger ones, and you can get better deals there. Now, he took it and started buying companies up uh, with, and, and destroyed the junk bond market. But if you go back to his original research, if you look for companies that, that for whatever reason have a good good situation, people are panicked in this sector. The oil and gas sector was the best one to look at. Even now, if you look through, I think – in, in the 5 to 6% area, you can get some pretty good high-quality – I won't say high-quality, but some good-quality bonds that can give you return and not going out too far. I would not go out past 20, 30. We've been actually closer than that even, and in, 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 I hope that helps out. Yeah, the, the bid-ask spread I'm quite familiar with. It makes a lot of sense. If you have some size, you can kind of impose some things on, on one side or the other, so – that and the, the rating helps a little bit too. So, thanks a bunch. Appreciate it. Yeah, and the final thing: if you just pressure your your, your people a little bit, hey, can you do something? Get in between that that type of thing. Can you get in between the spread a little bit? It, look, the markets are very inefficient. Where they're they're becoming a little more efficient now. They were very inefficient, and those inefficiencies is what you're looking for. So, anyway, Joe, coming up here on a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulic-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. 
At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call, uh, 713-339-1070. We had a caller ask about, uh, with Social Security, uh, do they get the stimulus check? And the answer is uh, that uh, you do get it. Uh, the stimulus, if, if you're below the income limits and file the tax return for 2018 or 19. Now, if, if you, if you get your, uh, in some cases, if you're getting your, uh, social security by check, the, 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 the IRS, it takes them a while to mail all these out. So there's been a delay there. So you, you should get, you should be getting, if you're on social security, you get the, the, the $1,200 stimulus check as well. Uh, it sh- if you're getting it direct deposit, it should be in the bank account. Uh, uh, if it doesn't, then I would check on it. But if you're getting your ch- uh, checks in the mail, then it might take a little time. I want to thank Carolyn for uh, for, for getting putting that together for us. Um, we were talking some earlier. Uh, oh, fine, uh, on the last question on on the bonds, uh, the, the Barons this week has has uh, they have a, a a little write up on some of the oil company bonds. I'm not endorsing any of those bonds or anything. Some I wouldn't buy, but uh, it gives you kind of a some somewhere to sort of start uh, at least if, if you want to look in that direction. The um, and, and we've we 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 where we've been doing most of our buying is is been in the oil company bonds. Some of the uh, what I thought were higher quality ones. Uh, we're going to look in a couple of sectors here coming up uh, going forward. The uh, Speaking of oil companies, we had uh, the big oils reported this week. Uh, a couple things happened. The big story was that Royal Dutch Shell cut their dividend from $0.47 six cents to $0.16. Cents. This is a big cut for Shell. Um, a couple thoughts on this. <coughs> the... Uh, the Shell should have probably done this. If you remember, they bought BG Petroleum a while back. I think it was BG. Uh, it, and they took on an enormous, I want to say $50 billion or more worth of debt back in, in uh, I don't know, 14, 15, somewhere in there. They probably should have cut the dividend back then, and, and they didn't do it. They you know, they. they and, and I don't think they would have had to cut it as much. They could have, could have cut a smaller amount. I think they would have been able to hold the dividend at a much higher level. Uh, the big uh, uh, Exxon and Chevron reported uh, that they're pretty adamant they're going to hold their dividend. Uh, Chevron basically said it's our primary thing. Exxon said they were going to hold it uh, on the conference call, the earnings call. They were asked some questions additionally about this. And the and the answer was that uh, you know they they were expecting to hold the dividend and they unless I I mean my thinking is look if oil stays at twenty dollars over the next two years maybe they might have to cut the dividend but but I think for now they're holding it uh, Exxon and Chevron uh, were uh, cutting additional capex uh, at Chevron. Earlier in the year, cut about five billion in capex, in in or four billion, and then they cut another billion recently. So they they really cut it back. Uh, Exxon, it looks like the the it's about a uh, uh, I think it's about a ten billion dollar cut in in capex. They, they, they're aggressively cutting capital spending. Uh, Chevron has been cutting capex because their their gore gun field and some of their big operations are coming in now. Uh, Exxon, Exxon, it was 
is still they were investing a lot in Guyana. Those projects are starting to come on. They're going to get the production this year on that. It's going to expand next year. Those are outstanding fields down there. And, uh, and it's probably the biggest discovery in the last 10 years. And so that's helping them out. But, but basically what came out in the call was these executives just aren't real sure. They don't know how the recovery is going to progress. They don't know how oil prices are, are, are going to hold up. And so they're, they're very cautious in here overall. Uh, uh, I, I think between Exxon, Chevron, and Conoco, so I th- they're, they're, the cuts are going to be about a million barrels a day, uh, which is uh, – the question is, wh- what do we do with oil prices? They're, they've come back up to around $20. But if you look at it, the IEA, uh, they were projecting about a 20% drop in 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 demand right now. And so – that's about 20 million barrels. I've seen other numbers that are saying it's no. This has been a 30% drop in production. And the problem is that's 30 million barrels a day. The OPEC has cut about 10. I mean, we're seeing other cuts. The problem is our storage is filling up in tankers, in tank farms. And so as more oil is produced than is needed, that just means more oil is coming on the market. And the problem is, that's just creating further supply that we're going to have to work through, which I think is going to drag out the recovery longer than expected. Now, I looked at a couple things. I looked at some of the oils, and uh, what are my numbers on this? It seems like it, it, it seems like it, it took Chevron. What were they? It took Chevron in. Uh, I, was, I was kind of looking at that one more than anything. Hey. Uh, about six months to get back up to uh, to where where about a fifty percent retracement of the decline. This has happened in about a month, and it took them nine months to get to the sixty two percent, which is a big important technical number uh, that, that 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 is watched quite closely. And, and it took nine months, and it and, and really it took that was about what it took for these companies to start coming back. And if you look at it this time, it's been about one month. And so I think the, they've come back much more aggressively than the 2014 15 when oil went to $27. This time it's 20 And I think the situation is materially worse. And so, so I, I think, I think the whole group, the, the big, the big oils are a little ahead of themselves. And we started seeing some sell off on this. Uh, when it, when they were bottomed out, we went and increased our positions in the sector. I think up here, you've got to wait till things come back a little bit. I think it's I think we're going to see more cuts. Unfortunately, I think we're going to see capex, and it's just I, I I really think we made a, a huge mistake by the Texas Railroad Commission not acting in cutting allowables. I think that was a simple, fair way to deal with everybody out there, and 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 they just you know they they basically I don't know what they froze and formed a committee and. And, and we haven't seen any – the other thing we want to watch is, are we going to get any type of support from Washington? It hasn't happened yet. And, uh, and so I think, I think they're watching to see how this plays out before they do something again. Uh, possibly if there's another stimulus or another program out there, they might put something for the oil and gas sector in that. And, and this is something we want to watch. Anyway, the last segment of the show, if you want to get in very quickly – uh, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. Huh. RMDs, one thing to remember, that your required minimum distributions for IRAs and, uh, and if you're older, if you're older 401k plans uh, have been suspended this year. So you, you're not required to take out the RMD. Uh, it, that would have been particularly disastrous for a lot of people because it's the, the RMD is calculated at the beginning of the year. So you, you basically you take year-end last year's December 31st statement, and whatever that number is, they calculate off the number. Well, if the portfolio dropped 25%, uh, instead of taking – if you had a 4% RMD and it dropped 25%, you're looking at maybe 5, 5 point something percent. That, that's, that would be a much tougher – thing and it can really damage portfolios so they felt they had to do something so this is a good thing and also remember they're changing the rmds for as people it's 72 now for is is the new number so 
So some 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 big changes coming in there. Uh, did we have a question? Ted? Yeah. Yes, yes, you had a question. Uh, listen, I've been looking at the bond at the bond screener and, and uh I don't understand these bond prices and, and it seems to me that we're gonna be getting a blizzard of downgrades, but I'm looking at a lot of B B B bonds that are are still priced to ninety eight, ninety nine, one oh five, things like that. Uh Something just doesn't seem right to me on these bond prices. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, what Randy's talking about is the triple B is just above investment grade. And and uh, uh, Gunlock over at Double Line Fund made the comment the other day that he felt the LQD, which is the big uh, investment grade bond to ETF, is overvalued. I would agree with that. Uh, I think some of these prices don't make any sense. And so I think you've got to be careful. And that's why you really have to look for someone that's kind of in trouble. I think these solid investment, some of these investment grade, I think they're going to drop some. Uh, I think what happened is the Fed said that they could buy corporate bonds. And so a lot of the big institutions rushed in, tried to buy them ahead of them so they could sell them to the Fed. The Fed, interesting, in the conference the other day made the comment they hadn't been buying the corporate bonds yet. And so they pushed these things, I think, artificially up. And what we're going to see happen, Randy, and this is keep an eye on the secondaries that come to the market. You might want to talk to your people because those are going to be much more fairly priced. Uh, so yeah, to give an example, Boeing, uh, United, a number of these guys are all starting to bring bond deals to the market. That's going to start pushing down the price of the bonds, and that, that's something you might want to take a look at because I think you'll get a little better pricing in that in the secondary when a secondary – uh, comes to the market. Uh, yeah, I bought, I bought some Boeing bonds at about ninety-five. Boeing, there's a lot of Boeing bonds out there on the market, but since how they just got a twenty-five billion dollar, you know, another bond sale that uh, they think they're going to show up at the company and they're not going to need any government uh, uh, money or something like that. We'll see about that. But but it just seemed to me like in a lot of these yields. To maturity on these on these low rated bonds are down in the one or two percent. It seems to me you're no, taking you a lot of risk on these a, things for for next to nothing return. Yeah, I agree. You got that's why I said you got to get some you got to get some income uh, percentages in, and so be very careful on that. That's a good point. Hey, I got to wrap the show up. Thanks, Randy. All right, thanks, Ted. Bye. Uh, hey, I appreciate everyone listening to the Max Out Savings Show. Don't forget to go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. If you need some help with your IRA rollover, your retirement, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors, value investors in the stock and bond market. You can request an appointment, a virtual appointment. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Remember our motto and philosophy, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Until then... Be careful. The market asset prices have bounced up. They're probably too high. I think we're going to get a pullback. You want to be a little cautious in here. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with